Brother John done asked how many is glad to be here this morning. But I was looking this way and I didn't see, so I'll ask it again. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here this morning. And, you know, I know I've had a, perhaps one of the most stressful weeks that I've ever had in my life. It's been so stressful and that it just seemed like that no matter what I do, it's wrong. And you know, the devil has got everybody so confused, so scared, and so worried that they're in the same shape I guess I'm in. Johnny asked sort of this question, I think it was, or maybe Tony, this morning about how many of you thought more the day about the COVID than you did anything else? How many of you goes to bed of the night with that on your mind? Wondering if one of the family members got it, a friend's got it. Well, a lot of you don't go with it on your mind. Well, praise God for that. Amen, brother. How many of you wakes up in the morning and that's the first thing you think about? But you know, sometimes, sometimes we've just got to get to the point in our life that we don't have no other options except just to put our trust in Jesus, even though, even though it looks like a hundred percent is against us. How many does that? Amen. You know, the scripture comes to me over there, and I've been sitting here reading this week and all, and I'll get you the message in a little bit. But I think what's happening today that people are listening to the negative more than they are the positive. Fear is nothing to do fear but fear itself. But you know, the Bible said in Revelation chapter 2, and I jotted this down on it over there. And I thought, you know, of what we're going through today and the situation we're in today. And I think of the seven churches over in Asia Minor there that the Bible spoke of. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2, Jesus told the church at Ephesus, He said, I know thy work and thy labor, and I know thy patience. And in verse 4, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Is anybody listening this morning? He said, I know you. I know you work, I know you labor, I know you're patient. But then verse 4 he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, he said, I have somewhat against you because he said, you have left your first love. I believe today, church, what's happening that a lot of people during this pandemic or whatever you want to call it, 
I truly believe that they've left their first love, which is Jesus Christ. I believe they're more concerned about this COVID. They're more concerned about everything else than they are about the Lord. In the Bible, He's made promise after promise after promise. And this week, God has had to remind me of the promises that He's made. There are things comes up in this life that is unbelievable. There are things happens unexpected in this life. We never know from one day to the next. Let me rephrase it. We never know from one hour to the next what's going to pop up out there pertaining to our lives and our destinies and our way of life. In Psalms chapter 33, if you'll stand and look with me, I'm just going to sort of break this down, and I put a lot of study in this and made a few notes in it this morning because I tell you, I just ain't really met myself this week. But the psalmist said, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Verse 2, he said, Praise the Lord with heart, Sing unto him with a palsy and an instrument of ten string. Verse 3, it said, Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud voice. For the word of the Lord is right. How many agrees with that? And all his works are done in truth. How many believe that? Heavenly Father, we bow our head this morning, Lord, once again. And Father, we thank you for this day, God. This beautiful day, Lord, that you've given to us once again today to come, God, to your house and the fellowship and the worship. God, it's good to see those this morning that have come out to your house to worship, Lord, during this panicky time. Father, we thank you for each and every one of them. And Father, we ask you to bless each one, God, today that's come out to be part of this service, Lord. We ask, God, that you'll not only bless them, but bless and protect their families, Lord. We know, God, that you said you are our protector this morning. But some of us, Lord, just fails to understand that. But God, I thank you, Lord, for another day. I thank you, Lord, for the seeing another sunshine this morning. Lord, I know that we're living in perilous times, dangerous times, and I believe that because the Bible said they would come, and they've not only come, but they're here today. But Father, you said that you would stand when the world is on fire. You promised us you'd never leave us and never forsake us, but you would be with us even unto the end of the world. Father, I pray this morning that you will bind that enemy, that old Satan that tries to get in each and every mind this morning. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will bind him from this building if he's in here and cast him out from our midst this morning. Father, I pray every day, Lord, build a hedge around your people and around this building of worship, Lord. And Father, so far you've done it. And we're so thankful for it. Father, we call upon you this morning once again, Lord, to just bring out this word the way, Lord, that you'd have it brought out this morning. I pray, God, it'll be a message of uplift this morning. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all God's people this morning said, Amen, amen. and Amen. You know, I was thinking this morning... And I thought, you know, heaven is looking better all the time. How many believe that this morning? 
I said heaven is looking better all the time. You say, well, preacher, are you saying you want to die? <laughs> if it wasn't for my family and my church, I'd say, Lord Jesus, come and get me. Get me out of here. Who wouldn't want to go to heaven? To a place that the Bible describes is going to be a whole lot better than this place that we're in. You say, well, preacher, you oughtn't to say that. Of course I ought to say it. The Bible says, blessed are them who die this forth in the Lord because the second death will have no part over them. The Bible tells me that heaven is going to be a place where there will not be any pain. Heaven's going to be a place where there will not be any suffering, any pain. The Bible says a place where there will not be any worrying. The Bible says it will be a place, hey man, where there will not be any death. So why would I worry about this morning so much, Brother Johnny, a dying when I've got a lot more being offered to me than what I have here in this old world today? I heard somebody talking this morning on on the radio or TV, whatever. And he's talking about funerals. Some of y'all probably heard it. Talking about funeral and all. And how people would say things that were not really true at funerals. (laughs) He said, when I die, did anybody hear what he said? He said, when I die, he said, I know what they're going to say about me. This was a funny guy talking on the radio. He said, they're going to walk up to my coffin and they're going to look at me. And the only thing they're going to say, well, he's moving on out. We're going to have revival in the First Baptist Church. Did you get that? Sometimes you got to die, I reckon, before the revival breaks out. But anyway, getting back to the message, rejoice in the Lord. And that stuck in my mind, and stuck in my mind, and stuck in my mind. And I kept reading other places, and I kept going back to here. And the psalmist said, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye who. Oh, you who is the righteous this morning? Who is the righteous this morning? Don't sit back there and look at me like you don't know. Say, I am. We are. You know, I think, Rick, because a lot of churches is down today, it's because pastors, ministers, teachers is wore out. They're wore out going to church where there's nothing happening at. You know, if you come into the house of God this morning here or anywhere else, and you come in with everything that's going on on the outside, uh, the devil is going to see to you uh, that that's all you're going to think about. uh, And I'll guarantee you that's what some of you here in this building this morning come in with this on your mind. What's going to happen this afternoon? Who are we going to hear has got the COVID? Who are we going to hear has died? uh, What's going to happen this afternoon? Uh, And we worry about all these things uh, what might happen, uh, or and that what might happen, and 99% of them never happens, amen. We need to be alive when we come into the house of the Lord. I don't care if it's me, Mark, Rick, Tony, Johnny, or who it is up here uh, ministering, uh, we need to get behind them uh, and encourage them uh, because just not only pastors is going through it, uh, I'd say they are more than anybody else, uh, but these other preachers uh, that's trying to stand behind their pastor, uh, they got feelings too, uh, and we need to encourage them. Uh, I don't know... uh, who it is, or it don't matter who it is, Mark, 
the rest of the church, the rest of us sitting out there huh, are to lift them up. Huh. You say, how huh, are we going to lift them up? Huh. You can amen them every now and then if they're in the Word of God. Huh. Instead of sitting back there huh, half asleep, amen. Uh, it don't hurt you sometimes uh, if you're hearing the Word of God. Huh. It don't hurt to raise your hand. Uh, some people, huh, it wouldn't hurt if you'd raise both hands uh, and say, preach on, preacher. Uh, teach on, teacher. And that's not only for the ministers, the preachers in this building, but it's for the singers too. Uh, when they get up and they sing to try uh, to bring a blessing to the rest of the church, and we just sit there and they sing, uh, you never see a hand right. You don't see here a amen. You don't hear a praise. That's not what the Bible said the way it's supposed to be, amen. The Bible said... Uh, to rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. Amen. Rejoice means to be happy. I went through this and I done some studying and I made notes. Julie, I don't, but I did this morning or last night. One through three, this hymn or praise is unmistakably the call to do what? The call to praise. One through three, four through twenty-two, the call is directed toward who? The call to praise, who's it directed to? The righteous for whom praise. <laughs> To God is fitting. How many believe that? How many believe we need to come into the house of God and raise our hands and say, Praise be the name of the Lord. Instead of coming in and sitting like we're afraid to come to church, and when we get here, we're afraid then to leave church. So there's the cause for praise. It's twofold. You know what twofold is? And my Bible gives it this way. One, the Lord is dependable. How many believe the Lord is dependable? You better hold on to that because I may bar down on it. The Lord is dependable in both word and work. How many believe that this morning? So that's why that he said... Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely, or he is worthy to be praised because he is upright. Amen. I, I, I like that. And I hung on to them four words. Rejoice in the Lord. How much rejoicing are we doing in this day that we live in, Mark? I mean, it worked. And I'm no different than you. So I'm not screaming at you this morning. I had to get it first before I could give it to you. But how many of us goes through the day worrying more than we're rejoicing? Things is getting quiet in here. How many of us is working and seem like do good for a few minutes and the next thing you know, you realize you're listening to the devil and he's done tearing you all up again. You see the devil, that's what the devil does, amen. I'm not giving the devil no credit because the Bible tells me greater is he that's in me uh, than he that's in the world, amen. Uh, and my Bible tells me uh, that he is my rock, uh, he is my shield, uh, he is my help uh, in the time of trouble, amen. In the time of distress. People are so distressed today. How many of you gets depressed sometimes? Well, some of you don't. Boy, some of you, I mean, y'all got it this morning. 
You're either asleep or you don't know what's going on or you don't care. Because if this don't depress you, what we're going through today, uh, nothing else will. Hey, man. It's depressing. <laughs> and Brother Rick, sometimes, buddy, I can get read up, studied up, prayed up, uh, and buddy, I'm rejoicing. I mean, I'm just happy as the lark. I mean, I ain't thinking nothing about And then I run up on somebody, and, that, and that they're going through the depression that I've just been through. Anybody with me this morning? I believe, I believe this morning with all my heart, I, I believe if God's people would come together, amen, and turn loose and rejoice and let God have His way and pray, come down, Holy Ghost, and stir us. We need a stirring this morning. That's what the church world needs. They need a stirring of the Holy Ghost this morning. But people got a mind to, well, Lord, if I can just get through today. People worried about tomorrow. Reckon what's going to happen tomorrow. Reckon what we're going to face tomorrow. You know what Jesus said about that, brother? He said, uh, take no thought for tomorrow, huh? Because you're going to find enough troubles today, uh, more than what you can take care of today. Uh, and don't worry, uh, if you live till tomorrow, uh, there'll be trouble there, uh, and the next day, and the next. Uh, so we might as well, uh, we might as well concede uh, to that thing that we're going to have troubles all down through life. Amen. And we need to make up our mind uh, that it doesn't matter what we're going through, Brother Mark. Uh, we're going to come to God's house uh, and His people uh, and we're going to stand up uh, and we're going to scare the devil to death. Uh, and if he's in here, uh, I believe God's people uh, can shout loud enough uh, and praise loud enough uh, to run the devil uh, not only out of the door, uh, but plumb out of the country. Uh, anybody believe that? Give the Lord a hand. I hear the shout in the house. Hallelujah, that's a start. We've forgotten who God is. <laughs> Anybody ever listen to that Livingston? I believe he's a Livingston down in some part of Tennessee on Sunday morning. Buddy, he, he can flat lay it out. He don't cut no corners. Me and my wife were listening to him this morning, and she was in the kitchen, and I was sitting in there in a chair trying to read a little bit. And man, he was fired up this morning, and I'm telling you what, and that church was fired up this morning. I'll guarantee you the devil, if he was in there, he left out of that place. <laughs> I ain't sure my wife in there, hey, man, and laughing, and she was getting excited, and I was too. He was talking about these politics. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, the politics ain't no place in a church. Amen. He said, you Christians. He said, politics ain't no place in your life. He said, the, the president. He said, some of them will say, well. Uh, he said, uh, he said, uh, he said I've heard some of them say, well, we've got a president now that he's going to straighten things out. Uh, going to straighten things out. Uh, he said, let me tell you, church, uh, and I'm going to say this to you, church, it's worth repeating. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, this president, he said, ain't going to be no better than the last one. Uh, and he ain't the net last, the net one after the last one ain't going to be no better. And down the line, he said, they ain't no good politics. He said, they're all crooks. And he said, uh, they're all about their self. He said, so you people sitting in here this morning, uh, let me tell you something when you're putting your trust uh, in a Democrat you're putting your trust in a Republican you're putting your trust uh, in any man this morning uh, you've got your trust in the wrong place this morning uh, I want to tell you something uh, they ain't no president uh, you throw all of them together that's been in the past and all that might be in the future uh, you put them all together uh, and this world they ain't going to straight
straighten this world out. Amen. Huh? They'll all lie to you. Huh? They'll all get everything off from you they can get. Amen. Huh? And I'm going to tell you what, friend, huh? if you start following them huh? instead of following the Lord, huh? you're going to wind up huh? in a place where you don't want to go. Amen. I said it, didn't I? Amen, Brother Bill. Oh, there's some president will stand for things that we believe in. But they ain't no president exactly honest. They ain't. If they was, they wouldn't be a president. But what I'm saying is when people puts their trust in these uh, government people instead of the Lord, Bill, they're putting it in the wrong place. They're putting it in the wrong place. And no president is going to straighten the world out the mess it's in. No president is. You know, I heard this morning on the radio, we sang the song, God bless the USA. Y'all know that song? God bless the USA. And this Leverson once said, he said, why do we just sing, God bless the USA? God has made all creation. Why don't we sing, God bless the world? What's wrong with that? God bless the world. They're all God's people. They're all God's children. Just because they don't believe the way we believe and their religion is not the same our religion is. Instead of putting one another down all the time, uh, we need to get together and pray for one another. When the Baptists can't get along with the Methodists and the Methodists can't get along with us, uh, uh, so, uh, so to speak, uh, and the brother in Christ, the brother in Christ can't get along with this and that, and uh, there's something wrong with our religion this morning. I want to tell you when the world will get straightened out. It ain't going to get straightened out with no president, so don't, don't get to thinking that. I'm telling you that right now. Amen. When this old world gets straightened back, it's going to be when Jesus comes Amen. and He sets up His kingdom in Jerusalem when He reigns for a thousand years. He's going to straighten it out. Anybody say, hey man. Amen. He's going to straighten it out then. The Bible says these things has got to come to pass before the end. And sometimes you can read over in the old Bible, and we had a Bible study back a ways over there, uh, Habakkuk, over to Habakkuk over there, uh, how God took uh, a heathen nation uh, and used them, again, a godly nation, uh, to bring them back to Him. Uh, and sometimes God is going to use ungodly people uh, to wake up the church. Amen. And I believe that's what's happening today, friends. I believe America had left their first love, as I said at the beginning, uh, and I believe God has allowed this thing to happen to us. Uh, and people, I'm telling you, people are evil out there. I know uh, they're evil. And sometimes God is going to use the evil, Tony, to wake the church up. And if this is not waking the church up, then it ain't going to be woke up. It's not going to be woke up. They're looking, people are looking for an easier way and an easier way. Let me go over here. Let me go over here and read some more. It said, He, for the word of the Lord is right and all His works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of God, of the Lord. How many believe that? How many believe this old world there's still a lot of goodness in it? 
There's still a lot of good people in it. Amen. Always have been, always will be. Listen to this. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them, listen to this, by the breath of His mouth. Verse 7, it said, He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He left up the depth and storehouses. Let all the earth fear or love the Lord. Let all the inhabitants, all those that dwells of the world, stand in awe, stand in awe of Him. Of Him who? Of God. Are we standing in awe of Him today? For, for he, verse 9, for he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. And I'm going to water up and hold on. Anybody that knows what it's talking about here? You don't know? Well, good, I'll tell you then. He's talking about the creation. You go back over there. Well, let me run back over here just a minute. Let me run over here just a minute. Go back over in Genesis chapter 1. You don't have to turn. You can if you want to. But you remember what I just read? For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast or it was firm. It was done. He's talking about the creation at the beginning of time. And the Bible said, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Listen to this. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, listen to this, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Listen verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. Hallelujah. He said, Let there be light. And there was light. Brother Bill, he just spoke it. He spoke the creation that we live in. Because the Bible said at the beginning, it was void, it was empty. There was no dry land. Where this beautiful building is sitting at this morning, it was underwater. The whole world was underwater. There was nothing on the planet Earth. And God spoke. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. What did I read in verse 9? It said, for he spake and it was done. Hallelujah. He spoke and it was done. He said, let the, let the sun be the greater light for the day. And the moon be the darkness for the night. See, everything... Everything that was created at the beginning, God just spake it in. Now I'm going somewhere with this. God just spoke it. We read it, I've heard preachers preach about it, I've heard people talk about it. So, if God spoke all of these things in, when He just said from a throne in heaven, God had a plan. And He spoke it. And the Bible said when He spoke, it was done. Hallelujah. 
Let me tell you something. If God's people will get back to God uh, and get to where they need to be and do what God said to do, uh, all He's got to do uh, is speak uh, and this verse, and it's gone. If you believe that, give God a hand of praise this morning. If God spoke, Brother Mark, if God spoke everything, just spoke everything in, and He did. He said, let the water divide, you know, and let all the waters go into the sea. Well, it did. He said, let there be a ferment in the middle of it. Well, there are ferments. You're sitting on part of it right now. And if God done all of that just by speaking the word, whoo, hallelujah. If that won't make Holy Ghost bumps come up on you, you're just flat out dead spiritually. I don't care if you're in here or out there where you're at this morning if you hear it. What a mighty God, church, we serve today. But how easy it is for us to allow the devil to come in and take away our peace and our joy. Amen. I know what Sister Connie is talking about. I know they used to go to their families and have get-togethers. I know what me and my wife done and how and the sickness is all we got up there. Hey, man. And I know how we would have loved to have got an automobile and I went up there during Thanksgiving and stayed there for a few days and I've been with my daughter and, and the family just helping out with Brother Lush, my brother-in-law, her brother. And you say, well, preacher, why didn't you go? Well, why? Because you can't get in the hospital. I mean, they won't let nobody in. But one person can stay three hours with him. It's sad, the world that we're living in today and the things that's going on in the world today. When we can't have... Uh, but just a number to a loved one's funeral. I pray God don't let nobody in the church lose a loved one to death. <laughs> when about 25 it was, I don't know how many they allowed now, were they allowing that many or a few more, they won't allow them in the funeral home. To see their loved one. <laughs> Can you imagine, sis, if one of your loved ones and you and Daryl got a big family and some of you could not go to a loved one and pay their respects? <laughs> Church, we need to wake up and we need to stand up and we need to take back our rights, uh, and that is of coming to God's house and worshiping God uh, as long as we do it, and we do it uh, safely just like you are here this morning, uh, then I praise God I, they don't have no right uh, to tell us we can't come uh, and worship our Maker. Amen. 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 <laughs> boy, boy. God gave it to me and I got to say it. People make sure, well, there's so many comes over to church, you know, and they won't wear their masks and they won't uh, social distance. How many got the message on the radio this morning? On the all call. If you ain't on it, you need to get on it. Get your phone number, give it to Connie Kemp, that lady sitting right there and she'll put you on it and you'll get what's going on in the church. Okay? But some of them people, Connie, and I put it out last Sunday, and you done pretty good. I put it out there. And some of these same people say that they'll wear a mask, they'll set social distance, that I'll come to church. Have you seen any of them? No, I haven't. It's so me. I mean, I see, I see a lot of seats right back there. There ain't nobody sitting on. 
I see a lot of seats in here. There's two back there. Nobody on the back seat, Hunter. Nobody, but well, I ain't going to say ain't nobody on that other back seat. Harrison's back there. And then there's about five, six seats, I guess, right there. There sits Donnie by his cell. Don't use an excuse like that. That's dangerous. We can do this, Tony, and do it legally right. We can wear a mask. It won't kill nobody to wear a mask. I said at the beginning, or this morning, I have changed my outlook on life. Amen. I've been around enough of them with COVID and seen enough of them, and, or whatever they want to call it, uh, and I know uh, it is dangerous. I know it's a killer. But I want to tell you something. Uh, these people got a mindset. Uh, well, uh, no, I can't go to church. Uh, it's full of COVID. Uh, I come over here last night, late last night. Marty usually, uh, usually uh, does a spraying down of everything and the clean. Me and my wife does a clean the way. And he usually comes out here and sprays everything down. I mean everything. I even spray these mics, Connie, up here. And I texted him to see if he was going to come yesterday evening and do the spraying here. I usually do it across the road. And he texted me back. He Brother Ralph, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I've been able to call you all week. And he said, I just keep forgetting it. He said, we're in Tennessee. Time today, they've been over here putting up a Christmas tree and fixing some decoration. We'd worked about all evening over here. I went home, went home, fixed to take a shower. And he texted me back and told me that. What did I do? I got my automobile come over here. The tank was empty. I mixed it up. And I went over the whole church. And I know they sanitized back in the Sunday school room we'll have any back in there. I went back in there. I want y'all to know when I sanitize it so it gets too sanitized. I'll go into every bathroom. I go up and down every seat. I even must do this. I do these back here. I do this. I, I do the offering place. Well, somebody stole them. I don't see them. I hope we got the money out first. And I ask you to wear a mask coming in. I ask you not to stand back in the hall back there, the foyer. But still, you're afraid to come to church. But you're not afraid to go to Walmart. <laughs> Y'all give me the okay to do it, didn't you? Not afraid to go to Walmart. If you can find a place to eat at, you don't care how many is there, you're not afraid to go eat. Don't matter what the governor says. Some of them said, he ain't going to stop my family. I've got a big family and we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. And I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If all my family had been down here and some of them, and I had more than what was it, 10 to the limit, He'd have had to come out there at Vester Road because I've got about an acre or something out there. Two houses out there and my family would have had a dinner together. That's, but, but we didn't. But we didn't. And I understand what he's saying. But what's the difference if you've got 20 in your family? Why just let half of them come? Somebody... Somebody help me out here. What would be wrong with that? If you've got 20 family members, could you invite half of yours, 10 of them, and not invite the other 10? That wouldn't be right, would it? Be a hard time. It'd be a hard way, brother, to pick out which 10 you wanted to come. Let come. 
And I'm going to tell you every what ten you invited, they'd be happy. But the ten you didn't invite, they're going to be unhappy. And that's going to start a fight and a mix-up and a separation of family. I mean, if, if 20 in the family, and if 10 comes and one of them's got it and all of them gets it, and these other 10 didn't go, and they went somewhere else and they got it, I mean, it don't make sense to me. A lot of things don't make sense to me in the world today. There's one thing that does make sense to me. And this right here. Amen. The one that created this old world is going to be the one that's going to destroy it. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God this morning. And you ought to be a thanking God. And you ought to be rejoicing in your hearts this morning. Because if the trumpet sounded, you're going to move out of here with the rest of us. Amen. And if you're not ready, you better get ready because that's going to be a lonesome day. You think that's going to be rough what we're going through today in this coast and families not getting together for a while? You just wait till the trumpet sounds and if you ain't ready to go uh, and you're going to realize you ain't going to never see your family again, uh, that's when it's really going to get rough. Let me close here just in a minute. I had no idea that was going that way. Listen to this in verse 12. The Bible says, Blessed. What does blessed mean? Happy. Blessed is the nation, listen to it, whose God is who? and the people whom He hath chosen for His own inheritance. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. America has been one of the most blessed nations on the planet Earth. How many are going to agree with that? And right now, we are still the most blessed nation in the world. How many believe that? Let's be careful and let's be saved. But let's not leave God out of the picture. Let's hold to Him. I know we all get go through depression. We all go through anxiety during this thing going on. But if we do the best we can do, God, I believe, is going to take care of us. How many believe God's going to take care of His church? I believe that. I believe that. No church tonight. I know some will be having their Thanksgiving meal this weekend. We're going to pray for you and you pray for us. Pray for me and my wife. Remember, Lewis, remember my daughter. she got a plate and it's running over. Remember her. And let's remember one another. Stand with us this morning. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, I'm telling you, friends, all signs are pointing towards the coming of the Lord. How many agree with that? All signs are coming. And he said he would get the very elect if possible. But he said they're not going to do it because I'm going to come and get them out of there. If you're not ready this morning, you need to get ready. This ain't guesswork this morning. Jesus is coming. I just don't know when. If you're not ready, these altars are open. Come, just as you are. At the mention of His name, walls crumble, lives are changed. 
And in the midst of life's temptations, He's there to see us through. This man I'm speaking of, oh, He's full of mercy, He's full of love. His name is Jesus, but you can call Him as you please. They call Him Emmanuel, the King of all kings. Sing it with you. The Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace. Who do you call? But I call him Jesus. I call him Jesus. He's a friend to me. I mean, he's a friend to me this morning. Now, many times I've called on his name to ask forgiveness when used in vain. Oh, but there's a peace in knowing his forgiveness, it stays the same. The greatest man. In his story, the words he spoke, this whole world still reads. His name is Jesus, but you can call him as you please. They call him Emmanuel, the King of all kings, the Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace. But I call him Jesus, he's a friend to me. Yes, they call him Hosanna, the lighthouse at sea. But I call him Jesus, he's a friend to me. Thank everybody for coming out this morning. Please do be safe. Pray for one another. Enjoy this afternoon. Let's keep Jesus first on the list of the morning. We love you in Jesus.